Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the fifth day of creation as we pick up in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly, the moving creature that hath life, and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created the great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Now as we get into the creation of the animal type of life in the fifth day, first of all, the life forms in the water. Let the waters bring forth abundantly, and my, the teeming life forms in the water. And again, the design and the variety. I love to go uh, snorkeling over in Hawaii. The tremendous variety of life forms that I can see. Now, there are a lot of life forms I can't even see. The waters are teeming with life forms. But I often wonder why God made such weird-looking fish and such variety, and, and then the fabulous colors. It's just, it, it just, to me, exciting that God is not limited to just one design. It, 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 you'd look around tonight, and you see that God isn't limited to one design. <laughs> Yet we all possess the basic same, you know, basic same Features, we all have a nose, we all have eyes, we all have eyebrows, we all have, well, we, most of us have, you know, some hair at least, and, uh, you know, teeth, the mouth, chins, cheeks, and so forth, and yet, look at the variety. You've got same, basically the same features, and yet we don't look alike at all. It just testifies to God's neat, inventive genius in being able to take same basic features and just create an infinite number of varieties. God evidently likes variety. He makes every snowflake different. Every one of them is a perfect geometrical pattern. But no two snowflakes alike. Of the trillions of snowflakes that fall every year, God just likes variety so much, he doesn't make any two of them alike. And yet they are so exquisitely beautiful when you look at them under a microscope. The geometric patterns and designs. And so of all of the millions of people, there may be some who look somewhat alike, and yet, you know, when you get to know twins, you'll be able to tell them apart at sight because there's just enough difference between everybody. Though the twins may have come from the same cell, divided, and and thus they have the same chromosome 
uh, content and gene content as each other, yet the, the variations that, that develop. I, I just am amazed at creation. I, I, I just love to see the different life forms. I love to see these crazy little tiny bugs, and I don't even know what they are or where they're going, and I wonder if they know where they're going. <laughs> but they know how to fly. Now, they fly in erratic patterns. And sometimes they can be pesky. But they'll land sometimes. I read my Bible, and they'll land on my Bible, and I'll just look and study them. And I'll think, you marvelous little creature, you. You can fly. You got something over me. So designed, so constructed, that you can fly off of that page. And, and just the wide variety. A fly, you hate them, but yet... What fabulous design, swept back wing design. <laughs> and their ability to just hover and then almost to fly backwards. I mean, you know, when you see them, just they can dart in several directions and then they can land on the ceiling and walk. And I've often wondered, how close does he get to the ceiling before he flips over so he can land on his feet? <laughs> That's going to worry you, isn't it? <laughs> but oh, how marvelous is our God! How infinite His wisdom! How great his creative genius in all of the life forms that we see. Now we have the basic life forms, the plant life forms on the third day. Here on the fifth day, now we have the more complex life forms. The plant forms, of course, are necessarily rooted. The roots themselves are marvelous. They are able to go down and to... The, each little root is a chemical laboratory. And it is able to take out of the soil just the necessary chemicals to support that particular plant. Able to tell the difference between the chemicals, knows just the chemicals that it needs out of the soil to feed the particular plant that it's coming from. To bring the moisture up out of the soil and all. Marvelous. Absolutely marvelous. But we get the more complex life forms that sort of are a little independent. They're not rooted. They're not grounded. They are mobile. And, and the, the various cycles that God has created, the, the whole process is just so marvelous indeed. The water teeming with life. And then the air. And the many, many kinds of of birds and the variety of birds that God has created and, and those instinctive abilities in the birds. I'm always fascinated by that little bird in Hawaii that goes up into the Aleutian chain in order to mate. During the summer, they take off from Hawaii and they fly all the way up into Alaska where they mate. They build their nest, they lay the eggs, they hatch their young. 
And then with the coming of winter, they don't want to spend winter in Alaska, and who can blame them? <laughs> and I, you have to almost envy them, the, them spending their winters in Hawaii. They take off over the thousands of miles without suitcases, <laughs> without spare gas tanks, without compasses or navigational equipment. And they come flying right into Hawaii. Sometimes they get into severe storms. 100, 200 mile an hour winds that blow them off course, but somehow they find their way right in. You say, oh, they remember the way they flew out. <laughs> How do they reckon? Some think that there's some kind of a device that tunes in on the magnetic field of the earth. I don't know. But really, they're not following the same path that that argument sort of shot down because really the parents decide to leave for Hawaii before the kids are able to fly that far. So the parents fly off to Hawaii, leaving their kids in Alaska. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to matter. A couple of weeks later, their kids take off and they fly right to Hawaii. Never been there before. Yet somehow God is built into this little bird, that kind of instinct. And that's a bird brain, and it's not very big, kind of a computer. Talk about microsystems. Oh, the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. How thrilling to be able to see the design in nature, all testifying of the wisdom of the God that I serve. I'm so glad that I serve you. I'm so glad that I know him. Such a glorious God. So wise. All of these created life forms. Now, he created also the mammals, the great whales. He created the animals, the domesticated type animals, all after their own kind. The evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle, creeping things, the beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So we find now the crowning act of God's creation, having created the world with its many life forms, he now wants one to rule over these life forms. And so God said, let us make man in our image 
after our likeness. The triunity of God is found in the first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God. The word in Hebrew is Elohim. Elohim is a plural word. In other places in the Old Testament, it is translated gods. El is God in Hebrew singular. In Hebrew, there is a dual tense, two, and the Hebrew Elah is God in a dual tense. But Elohim is the plural tense for God. And so even the triunity of God is expressed in the first verse, in the beginning, God, Elohim, not El, but Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, moved over the face of the waters. And God said, the moment God spoke, you have the Word of God. And in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. Now you have God saying, let us make man. In our image, after our likeness, who was God talking to? God after the counsel of His own will in the triunity of the Godhead, which we in our feeble, finite minds cannot comprehend. But in that trinity of his nature, said, let us make man after our image. And thus he made man after his image, a trinity of nature. So God is a superior trinity. Man made in the image of God is an inferior trinity. The superior trinity being Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The inferior trinity of man being body, soul, and spirit. After his likeness, the chief governing characteristic of God is his self-determination, his will, his ability to choose and to determine his own destiny or his own mind. Man being created in the image of God was created a self-determinant being. Being created after the image of God, God created me with the capacity to choose. I have the power of self-determination. I can choose what I want. I have that power, that capacity. I'm made in the image of God who is a self-determinate being. Now, if God created me with a capacity of choice, it would be totally meaningless unless he gave me a choice. What value would it be for me to have the capacity to choose if there was nothing to choose? Not only giving me the capacity of choice, he also respects the choice that I make. Again, what value would it be for God to give me the freedom of choice, but then not respect the choice? I say, well, I want to do this. He's like, you can't do that. 
then that isn't free choice. He, has, he does not respect my choice, and thus it isn't really the freedom of choice. So having given me the capacity of choice, making me in his image, he has to then offer me an alternative, give me a choice to make, but then he has to respect that choice that I have made. Part of the intricacy of self-determination, that image of God in which man was created. That is why when God created man and he created the garden for man to dwell in, that he put in that garden a tree of knowledge of good and evil and said to man, don't eat that. Therein is the choice that man was given because having been created with the capacity of choice, it is no value unless there is something to choose. But again, in honoring and respecting my choice, if I choose that I don't want to know God, I don't want to serve God, I don't want to love God, then it would be manifestly wrong for him to force me to go to heaven where I would have to love him and have to be with him and have to serve him. I don't want God in my life. I don't want God around me. I don't want God to leave me alone. All right, if he then doesn't leave me alone, he's not respecting my choice. What value is it for me to have a choice if he doesn't respect it? It is an awesome thing to realize that God does respect my choice. Now, he does seek to influence my choice because he loves me and he knows what is best for me. And knowing me and loving me and knowing what is best, he seeks to influence my choice and to direct my choice, but I always have the right to say, bug off, God, I don't want to follow you. And he will not force his choice upon me because that would not be free choice. The chief emotional attribute of God is love. God making me in his image has made me with this beautiful capacity to love. I am capable of loving, of giving and receiving love. And to know the meaningfulness of giving and receiving love. Because I'm created in the image of God and that's his chief emotional characteristic is to love. Now God is honored when I follow him and I love as he loves. But I don't have to. Again, I have the choice and I can choose to hate if I want. But I have the capacity to love. So man was made in the image of God and in the likeness of God. Now that does not necessarily mean a physical likeness of God. What God looks like, none of us know. God constantly refused that man should make any kind of a likeness of him. Thus, as God appeared to man in the Old Testament, there was no form so that man would not think of God in the terms of a form and try to carve out a form that would represent God. 
The likeness of God we see in Jesus Christ. The fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in Christ. Now, when God created our bodies, He created ears so that we could hear. Designed them so that they would pick up sound vibrations that would bounce or vibrate the little Inca statements and uh, bones in there and send these vibrations into the brain that my brain would interpret as words and sounds and, and make it intelligible to me. So I think of my ears when I think of hearing. Now I know that God can hear, but it doesn't necessarily follow that God has ears. I need ears to hear, but God wouldn't necessarily need ears to hear. I make sounds by the use of the throat and the tongue and the teeth, and I can speak to you. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Genesis on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Genesis 1 when visiting thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's thewordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. Now may the Word of God abide in your hearts richly through faith, that you might comprehend the length, the breadth, the depth, the height of God's love for you. And that you might live in fellowship with God as light in a dark place. So may your life give forth of the beauty and the radiance of Jesus Christ, that it might bring hope unto others. May God use you as his instrument this way. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. The Word for Today is pleased to present a timely book entitled Philippians, a Bible study for women by Kay Smith, wife of Pastor Chuck. In times of hardship and doubt, are you filled with joy? If this less-than-perfect world has robbed you of joy and filled you instead with fear and worry, you must learn the secrets found in the book of Philippians. Join Kay as she discovers the Apostle Paul's top secrets to a life filled with joy, available to every Christian woman today.
Sometimes in the deepest trials, God will so minister to us, or the Holy Spirit will so minister to us, that even in the deepest trials, we can have joy. And that's what we're trying to impress on the people's heart. We have joy just because we have Jesus. For more information on how to order your copy, visit us online at thewordfortoday.org or call toll-free at 1-800-272-WORD. That's 1-800-272-9673. And godliness with contentment is great gain.